Good morning, everybody. Please have a seat. Thank you, Nathan, and the worship team. It's been wonderful to linger in God's presence. I just want to share a few words this morning. And then we're going to... I'm going to speak for a few minutes. We're going to have the Feast of Jesus together. Then we're going to have some prayers that are prayed and then some closing worship. So, uh, those of you that get, get New Life News and read it, because those are two different things, you'll know that this Sunday is what Sunday? Presence Sunday. Yes. So if I can have that first slide up on the screen. Thank you, VM. Last week I shared with you all this invitation that Julie and I believe is the Lord's invitation to us from Revelation 4 to come up here, to come and to stand in His presence and to linger in His presence. You guys are going to stand here? That's cool. You don't have to. Unless you've been told to. Um, to come up here. all sorts of information flooding us every day overwhelming us and the need for us to come higher higher perspective come into his presence gaze on him see him be captivated by him not overwhelmed by the news cycle now this morning I'm going to read three passages of scripture I'm going to share a story I'm going to ask you two questions then we're going to have the feast of Jesus so we've got to so you don't need to be doing anything with those little receptacles any anytime soon or right now and the word I want to bring this morning is a word that is about that we conquer evil with good we conquer evil with with good. So, first of all, three three passages of scripture. Matthew chapter 5, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus speaks and he says, Love your enemies. Who's your enemy? It's not necessarily someone who's coming at you with a weapon. That would be an enemy. It's the one who's opposing you, the one who thinks differently to you, the one who's telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And Jesus says, in this way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. When you do these things, when you love your enemies and when you pray for those who persecute you, that's when you are, then you are truly acting as children of a father in heaven. Jesus says, for the father gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? As the people of God, if we love only those who love us, what reward is there for us? 
Jesus says, even corrupt people do those things. If you're kind only to your friends, how are you different from anybody else? Even pagans do that. But you're to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now Jesus is not speaking of moral perfection. He is holding up this character of God who is a God who moves towards his enemies with love. With his heart open to them, wanting them to turn from their evil ways. Passage number 2, Acts chapter 4. Peter and John before the council of elders. A legal council there before the court. And Peter speaks and he says, he says to them after they have threatened them, he says, Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the one, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that one who is referred to in the scriptures, in that man there is salvation alone. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no theological training, no special training in religion, in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. People who have been with Jesus is what the world needs. Our society needs people who have been with Jesus. The Apostle Paul in Romans 12, he wrote these words, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. In response to God's lavish grace and love, give your bodies to him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. When I read those words, don't just pretend to love others. Don't just, pre- don't just be nice to people. There would be another way to say it. Oh, they're so nice. Anyone can be nice. Anyone can be even nice to their enemies, but loving people is something totally different which is what we're invited into by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honouring one another. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. And be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. These people are living in intense circumstances where their lives are at stake for following Christ. And Paul says, love one another. Don't just pretend to love each other. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. 
It's the words of Jesus all over again, isn't it? And Apostle Paul, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Oh, that is so challenging to actually live in the heat of the moment where someone has wounded you by what they've said or by what they've done, by false accusations, by innuendo. It's that grace to say, Lord, help me to be like you, Jesus. Paul goes on and he says, never pay back evil with more evil. Do all you can to live in peace with everyone. He says, dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, this is a quote from the scriptures from the Old Testament, where God is speaking. God is saying, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. This is what the world needs, people. Christians who are not using the same strategies that our culture is using, but we're using, we're conquering evil by doing good. They're the three passages of scripture I wanted to share with you. Now I want to tell you a story. I'm going to ask you two questions. I shared this story in the Fremantle Christian College Assembly this week as I spoke to the, all the different year groups as we commissioned staff. This story is about a man called Jersey Popolusco, who was a young Christian pastor, lived in Poland, gave inspiring sermons to the Polish peoples about overthrowing their communist oppressors. But his message was the message of Jesus. It was the same message that Paul gave. Jersey kept speaking to the people and saying, as Christians we're called to to conquer evil with good. To conquer evil with good to mount political campaigns we're to conquer evil with good and Jersey's life was defined by that reality he was a man in all that he did and in all that he said he he demonstrated conquering evil with, with good in 1980 martial law was declared in Poland and some of you in the room are not old enough to remember that, and some of you are. Tanks filled the streets, military trucks, soldiers everywhere. The entire country became one giant prison. Curfews, etc., etc. And Jersey hated the occupation as much as everybody else in Poland did. But again, he fought it with God's weapons of conquering evil by doing good, loving his enemies, praying for those who were persecuting him. And on Christmas Eve, Jersey was found plowing his way through the snow in the streets, handing out Christmas cookies to the soldiers, enforcing the rules. In 
1984, Jersey was kidnapped by the secret police. And across Poland, people went to the churches to pray for him. And in one place, 50,000 people gathered to hear a tape recording, a cassette tape recording of his last of the sermon that he'd given the week before. 50,000 people. That's about Optus Stadium. Optus Stadium filled with people who love Jesus to hear a message by a man who'd been kidnapped by the secret police. Listen to a cassette tape. Not see it on big screens. Just listen to the recording of his sermon. Shortly thereafter, news came that they'd all feared. Jersey's body had been found in the river. And yes, he'd been brutally tortured. But the people remembered what he taught them. To conquer evil with good. And after his funeral, hundreds of thousands of Polish citizens marched through the streets of Warsaw right past the secret police headquarters carrying banners that read we forgive they were now embodying the message of conquering evil with good and the way that Jersey lived and died was because he'd been someone who'd been with Jesus, truly been with Jesus. I want to leave these thoughts with you, these questions. That the world needs people who have been with Jesus. People are transformed by obeying Jesus. And I know that so many of you in this room and watching online, that's in your heart to do. But I just, I call you up again. It's about obeying Jesus. It's about doing what Jesus said to do in the Sermon on the Mount. It's about speaking like Jesus. It's about being people who know how to conquer evil with good. That's who we are. We're not ones who mount campaigns to overthrow governments overthrow things that we don't agree with we conquer by overcoming evil with good by being people who've been with Jesus people who sit at the feet of Jesus every day who do the kind of things that we've done this morning who've worshipped him been in his presence open up the scriptures read the scriptures ask the Holy Spirit how do I obey this as I go out into my day as I go into my workforce what does it mean to, to love people genuinely and sincerely as Paul said not to pretend to love them but to really love them to really love the people I work with to really love the people I disagree with Whatever side of the issues that you're sitting on at the moment that are currently dividing us, it doesn't matter. It's, it's about, will you, be, will you embody Christ to the people around? Will you be with Jesus and then carry that, that Christ-likeness, the fragrance of him wherever we go? That's what we're called to be and do. Not letting things divide us from 
people. We're not letting evil triumph. We're not gossiping about believers or unbelievers. We're not we're just not doing those things. We're saying, no, we're, I'm called to something more than this. The invitation from God is come up here. The invitation from God is overcome evil with good. Some of you don't know that at the very beginning of New Life Church, one of the things we, we did for, for many years was we, we practiced what we called acts of kindness. And we went out everywhere we could in the city of Fremantle and we did acts of kindness to demonstrate the love of God. I want to call you all to acts of kindness to demonstrate the love of God to people. With what's happening in the spread of this COVID virus now, becoming more and more widespread in this community, let's be people who reach out to them, to our neighbours that live around about us. Make sure they've got what they need. Help them, love them. Make sure we do it. One of the things I'm so pleased and, and, I, and I think rightfully proud of is... The way that we have loved people, we have loved one another, particularly in these last few months. The amount of meals that have been cooked and distributed in through the people of New Life Church has been phenomenal in these last couple of months to people who've needed meals and care and support. We've done that wonderfully. There are so many ways, practical ways that we can care for one another, that we can love others. But it requires a willingness to, to, to get God's perspective to come up here. It requires a willingness to sit at the feet of Jesus and to worship him and to feast on him. And then it requires the willingness to risk. It requires a risk. People are already in our community are choosing to self-isolate because they're terrified of catching this disease. People are afraid. Just think about how you can break through someone's wall of fear with an act of kindness, with an act of love and a human touch and not be imprisoned by your own fears of catching the disease. Refusing, refusing to be controlled by that, but rather being in that place of going, my life belongs to the Lord, whether I live or die. Remember the Heidelberg Catechism? What is your only comfort in life and death? It's that my life belongs to Jesus, whether I live or die. People, you have such power because you know Christ. If you don't know Christ today, if you don't have that settled hope, we say to you, receive Christ. Kneel down and worship and surrender to Christ. Let him fill you with hope, not just for now, but for all eternity, so that you can go, whether I live or die, my life belongs to Christ. I will be one. I will be one who overcomes, who conquers evil with good because I've been with Jesus.
I will reveal Jesus to the people around about me in all that I do and all that I say. So here's my question for you. Right now we're under a little bit of pressure. Not much, not really much. We're under a little bit of pressure. So the question is this. When I'm under pressure, do I sound like Jesus and do I behave like Jesus? Do people look at me when I'm under pressure as they did for Peter and John when they were in that court of law being threatened and being intimidated and the people said, we reckon these guys have been with Jesus. When we're under pressure, does what come out of our mouth say that I've been with Jesus? Does, what, does my behaviour to the people around about me, whether that's at work or whether that's at home or whether that's in a new life context or wherever it may be, is it, am, I, am I being someone who's been like Jesus? Do I show that I've been like Jesus? That's my first question. And, I'm, and do I love my enemies? And do I conquer evil with good? You see, these simple elements, these elements of Jesus, and you can open them, is that, is that powerful message. This is the message. This is Jesus. We're eating and drinking Jesus. We're eating and drinking the one who loved his enemies. We're eating and drinking the one who conquered evil with good. The cross is the triumph over sin and death. What looked like complete failure from a cultural perspective was the triumph. It was the crowning glory. There's a great God's glory in the cross, the mystery of that. Let, say, God, I'm just saying, God, help us. Help us be captivated by the glory of the cross, of the glory of Jesus, who gave his life for all humanity. Now, I invite you, we're going to drink together, but I invite you just to eat that little wafer. Just pray your own prayer. Say, Jesus, make me like you more and more. As we drink this juice, I want to drink that together. But before we drink it, I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer. Which is to say, Jesus, help me fill my life with you. Help me fill my time with you. Help me fill my thoughts with you. As you drink, say, Jesus, fill me with yourself, the fullness of your life and power.
to keep worshipping Jesus with me, opening your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to be praying for New Life Community from Ephesians 1, starting at verse 17. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in your knowledge of God. Father God, we lift you up and we praise you this morning. Lord, and we're so grateful that we can come to you and we can ask and how you delight in hearing our voice and you delight in us asking you. And Father God, we ask this morning that you would open the eyes of our spirit to gaze upon your son Jesus, to gaze upon him that the eyes of our spirit would be opened and you would fill us with your wisdom, God, and your insight that we may grow in the knowledge of you. Father God, we don't just want head knowledge. We don't just want to read about you. But as a church who loves Jesus, we want experiential knowledge to come from a relationship with Jesus. We want to know what is in your heart, God. We want the eyes of our spirit to be open to know what is also on the heart of Jesus. Lord, would you open our eyes just as the elders sit around your throne in heaven and gaze upon the Father God. We ask that our eyes too would be open to gaze upon the Father God seated on his throne and we would join the elders and cry out, holy, 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 for you are worthy, God. Lord, would you open the eyes of our spirit to see what do the elders see as they cast their crowns down? What have they experienced of you, Jesus, that we would want to throw our crowns down before the feet of God? Lord, just as the Israelites put their tents around the tabernacle of God and they gazed upon the temple as the incense rose up to heaven, Father. Lord, would you teach us how to fix our eyes on you, to open the eyes of our spirit as we gaze upon you, Lord Jesus. What do they see and what do they hear as the eyes of their spirits rise up and gaze up as you in heaven as you say come up here and gaze upon me you are calling us up as a church new life christian community
that one seated on the heavenly throne, the one where the incense is rising from the tabernacle up to heaven, would our worship and our praise join in with all the heavenly hosts, God, as we worship you, as we gaze upon you, God. Lord, awaken the eyes of our spirit, for we want you, Jesus, to be our great reward, that everything in this earth would fade away and would fall upon the ground as our eyes are fixed upon you, Jesus. Jesus, let our gaze fall upon you, we ask in worship. Amen. Wisdom and revelation open up our eyes. We want to know you. We want to see Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom and revelation open up our eyes. We want to know you. We want to see Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom and revelation open up our eyes. We want to know you. We want to see Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom and revelation, open up our eyes. We want to know you. We want to see Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom and revelation, open up our eyes. We want to see you. We want to see Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom and revelation, open up our eyes. We want to know you. We want to see Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom and revelation, open up our eyes. We want to know you. We want to see Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom and revelation, open up our eyes. We want to know you. We want to see Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to stand up and get a little bit active. Right? Prayer is active. It's whole body. You can move around. We've got some space. And these choruses that we sing, they're like a corporate amen. They're a way for you to join in with the prayer and say, yes, I agree with that. I want that. I want that over our city, over our church, whatever it is you're praying for. So when those choruses come out, do your best to join in. doesn't matter how musical or not you are. Just speak the words, but join in. Let's get active. We're going to continue praying for our West Australian government, for the healthcare leaders and workers. We're praying from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for our kings and all who are in authority, so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives, marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Saviour, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. So we are in line with these instructions in God's Word and the spirit of what Wayne has just shared. We're going to be praying for our government, for our healthcare system, to ask God to help them, to intercede on their behalf and to give thanks for them. God, we ask for your help. God, would you bring our government and our Premier Mark McGowan and his cabinet before you, God. Would you give them with wisdom and insight to know how to navigate all that is before them. God, would your wisdom from heaven be made known to those in authority in our state, for those who are making decisions on behalf of 
how our state manoeuvres through what is what is facing. And God, would, they, would there be leadership from heaven that is in alignment for your purposes? Would that be made known? And God, we intercede on, their, on the behalf of our government. God, we, we're asking you to encounter these ones. God, these ones who serve in our state and in the community who have positions that influence the people that we live with, work with, the people who engage with our education system. God, would you meet with them and transform them? We want your son to be made known to them in a way that transforms hearts and minds. Would the people in leadership in our state become more like you? Would they see and declare you as Lord and Saviour, we pray, God. God, and we give thanks for them, God, regardless of our opinions of how things should be done. Your word is clear, God, that this is the heart of your, of how we engage with those you have placed in authority. We give thanks for them, God. You have placed them in roles of authority in our state. And God, just as we are uh, under pressure in, in our day-to-day life, we have no doubt that these people are, are under pressure and working hard. And God, we ask that your hand would be upon them, that you will bless them and their families in their work this day and every day. And we give you thanks for them, God. And we lift them up to you. Would your hand be upon them? So God, we thank you for what you are doing the way you're engaging your church in this hour to, to make itself known and to partner with your purposes. And God, you are seated high above every government. You are in control and we look to you and we, as we lift our government before you, we pray. Oh, our eyes are fixed, our eyes are fixed on you, seated on your throne. Seated on your throne, our eyes are fixed on you. You're still in control, you're still in control, our eyes are fixed on you. Seated on your throne, seated on your throne, our eyes are fixed on you. You're still in control, you're still in control, our eyes are fixed on you. Seated on your throne, seated on your throne, our eyes are fixed on you. You're still in control, you're still in control, our eyes are fixed on you. On your throne, seated on your throne, our eyes are fixed on you. You're still in control, you're still in control, our eyes are fixed on you. Seated on your throne, seated on your throne, our eyes are fixed on you. You're still in control, you're still in control, our eyes are fixed on you. Seated on your throne, seated on your throne, our eyes are fixed on you. You're still in control, you're still in control, our eyes are fixed on you. Seated on your throne, seated on your throne, our eyes are fixed on you. You're still in control, you're still in control. Last one, Philippians 1, 9 to 11. Going to be praying for the church in this city. 
Philippians 1, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And Father, this morning, it's my prayer for our church here, for New Life Church, and it's my prayer for the church in this city, in this state and in this nation. God, that your love would abound more and more in us and through us. God, that we would be a people marked by the great love you have for us. That it would be an abundant love that overflows again and again. God, where the battle comes, where the challenges come, where there's pressure in our lives, God, help us to love. Help us to walk in love. Help us to walk in love in our families. Help us to walk in love in our marriages. Help us to walk in love with our children. Help us to walk in love with our friends. Help us to walk in love in every sphere of our lives. Where people are afraid. Where people don't know which way to go. Where people aren't sure what's coming. Where people want to sit and debate and argue. God, let us be filled with love. Let love bring us together. Let love unite us as a church. Let love be the guideline for which we judge our decisions and our choices. That God, as we increase in knowledge and discernment, we would discern the most excellent way. We would discern what you have called that most excellent way, the way of love. That we would step into it again and again, being willing to lay down our own lives, being willing to sacrifice our own lives for love. God, not trying to figure out every last detail, not trying to figure out every last thing, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. But as we've been talking about this morning, we would overcome evil with good. We would overcome it with love. And God, that kind of love only comes from you. So fill us, God. We ask you, fill us with abundant love more and more and more each and every day. God, fill us with your love. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Stir it up in our hearts. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Let it overflow, let it overflow. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Stir it up in our hearts. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Let it overflow, let it overflow. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Stir it up in our hearts. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Let it overflow, let it overflow. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Stir it up in our hearts. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Let it overflow, let it overflow. Let your love abound, let your love abound. Stir it up in our hearts and stir, stir it up in our hearts, 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 
church as we go from here. I bless you in the name of God, our Father, Son and Spirit, to be people who give thanks and live in the grace of God. I bless you to go forth into the world in peace and to be of good courage and to hold fast to that which is good, to overcome evil with good. Bless you to be people who strengthen the faint-hearted, who support the weak, who help the afflicted. I bless you to be people who honour everyone. I bless you to be people who love and serve the Lord and rejoice in the power of the Holy Spirit. And let the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit fill you and overflow through you 
always.